Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sandspans Radio, brought to you by Her Majesty the Queen. Hey everyone, just a few quick things. We've launched our video-only YouTube channel, so go over to Sans Pants Cinemascope, give that a cheeky squiz, and while you're there, hit that subscribe button. Also, Movie Maintenance is doing a live show. Tickets are available in the show notes below, but seating is very, very limited. So, if you want to hear the crew talk film, you better get in quick. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some movies just need pitching. This week, uh, I'm pitching my ideal Harry Potter movie. Um, Who did the music? John Williams. Come yeah, on. Okay. No, I thought it was. I didn't want to, you know. I mean, I've made myself look like an idiot anyway. <laughs> <but not knowing. laughs> Good you on were, him. You were doomed How to old is with. he? He's like... He's still kicking. He's, he's like 80. Yeah, he's in his 80s. I looked him up recently and he's got like... Over 40 Oscar nominations. I think he has the most out of anybody. It's crazy. Ever. It's crazy. Mm. I wish he had done, like, the last movie, though. Sure. Wait, he which was, ones? As in, like, John Williams, he, you know, he did the first Harry Potter. I just oh, wish... then did he not? No, oh, he I think, I think he did that, the first um... two. Oh, the guy that did it, though, I can't remember his name, but he's really good. <laughs> yeah, he was good, but it just would have been a nice symmetry if he had done I the guess. last movie. They still used his theme, though, didn't they? Yeah. Of course, Surely yeah. they That's did. what it's all They can't yeah. get rid of the theme. I mean, the theme is still there for Fantastic Beasts. It's just slightly it, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah. just like going up an octave or something. Damo, yeah. are you bringing John John, John Williams? I've I, I, I spoken <laughs> to like John, John Williamson. John Williams, that's yeah. his name. Are you bringing him back for for this? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've already talked to him. He's on board because the writer has so him. much input in <laughs> and who we get to compose this yeah. thing. Yeah. All what right. You got? All what right. you got for us, Damo? So, in my ideal Harry Potter movie, I'm a big Hagrid fan. So we're we're jumping forward in the future. Hagrid is not our protagonist, but his daughter is. So oh, this one's entitled oh. The Giant's Daughter. Ooh, Ooh. I like it. Who's the mum? The mum is Madame Maxine. Okay, cool. I mean, that seemed obvious to me. <laughs> did they, like, when the book series ended, did they... This is sly. He's like, that seems obvious to me. <laughs> Connie. You no, they, they, they were clearly banging. Okay. All right. Yeah, I couldn't remember if she got killed. Also, I know zero other giants. So, you know. <laughs> Wasn't Hagrid half giant? He was, and so was she, yeah. but... But yet he was only no, like... No, she wasn't. She was big bone. I don't know, like a half <laughs> a foot a beautiful shorter woman. than her? Yeah. I yeah. how that works. Because, you know... Is Hagrid like a big half giant? I think he's a small she half a small... Giant. I mean, wasn't people she can be... Oh, no, she, she was, was a half giant. She was a half giant. Yeah. 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 She didn't admit it. And people yeah. can be taller and shorter than other people, yeah. Carney. No, mate. Every giant is the exact <laughs> same height, just like every human being. That's what I thought. <laughs> is that not how the magical world works? Says the guy who's a good six inches taller than everybody else in the room. 
<laughs> all right, Hagrid's daughter. Hagrid's daughter. So, first of all, I'm just going to put a bit of a disclaimer. My my knowledge of the Potterverse canon isn't up to scratch. Elise, Ed Goose, I'm guessing you'll both be able to, you know, cut in and correct me. Oh, yes. Um, I'm like that I wasn't not the sake of that. the story. <laughs> <Clearly> <laughs> you've already proven I've your already knowledge. fucked up enough. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you've already, like, questioned John Williams. John Williams so, and you know, Hagrid's height and uh, everything. Um, but no, I mean, I hit up the, the the Potterverse wiki pretty hard, but only to the point where it agreed with my story yeah, cool. and ignored the parts where it didn't. So That's all that matters. Yeah. There will be some of that. All right. So we open on one of the moving photographs that exist in this world of a young girl who's playing in a greenhouse. We see her as a baby and she's in front of these little plants that kind of look like cabbages, but in the middle of each one is a little cat head growing in the center of it. We cut to another photo She's a bit older, and the little cabbage cat has sprouted and come from the ground. Uh, its name is Ovanica, and it's a plant-animal hybrid with a cabbage for a mane, leafy scales for its coat, and a vine for a tail. It trails along behind the little girl. Another photo, older still, and the girl is digging in the garden of the greenhouse, and Ovanica has grown to about the size of a lion. A human girl steps in, and for the first time we get a scale of both the girl and the greenhouse. Both are giant. It's however many years in the future, long enough for Hagrid to have offspringed a child. Yep. And he is now the master of Hogwarts. He's living out in his little hut still, but there have been some extensions added to it for obvious reasons. He has Wait, a daughter. Headmaster? Headmaster, sorry, yeah, yes. Yeah. Except I was wondering what, like, the master, <laughs> master. of Hogwarts is. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. all right. Ooh, Hagrid. I just, I think he deserves it. I mean, he'll probably be terrible at it. I'm not going to argue with that, (laughs) with either of those things. (laughs) So so Hagrid has a daughter, Alana, who we've just sort of watched grow up. Uh, Her mother is Madame Maxine, who has unfortunately passed in childbirth, leaving Hagrid a single father. Oh, Oh, well, she wasn't that big a character. (laughs) I killed her. I just straight away. (laughs) Mother of the child. Accident. I mean, I wanted a single father. Hagrid a single father. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's already making me sad. Okay. Yeah. I love that Hagrid doesn't take the headmaster's office. Like, he's just like, oh, I like my cabin. I don't think he would, though, right? Yeah, I mean, he's Hagrid. He would be hassled by yeah. all those stairs and, like, the Actually, gargoyle with the password. He'd never remember. Hagrid can't do Probably the magic to open the door to get up into the headmaster's office. I mean, he, he can, though, because he gets into Dumbledore's Actually, office. he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Because yeah. he's got, the like, the broom. The, the umbrella the is his umbrella. wand. Yeah, yeah. In my wiki searching. What spells has he got, though, up his sleeve? Oh, who knows? Well, that's, he got that's part of the mystery. What year? What yeah. year? Year three. Yeah. Year three. Yeah. Right. So he knows a bit of Richter Semper and, and yeah. whatnot. Look, he's, he, knows he's, the, he knows the important ones. Like, what did they learn after he's, years? Probably, he's probably pretty unqualified for the job, but he's Hagrid, so <laughs> you right. know. He's an academic at exactly. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't know magic, but he knows Hogwarts. That's right. right. Yeah, well yep. done. Masters of Hogwarts. So Alana is his daughter, and she has more giant in her than Hagrid does, and even as a 15-year-old girl, she's already taller than he is. <laughs> However, this has led to her having some issues with her giant side mostly due to Hagrid's concerns over giants that they're wild and aggressive and his own issues with his mother and his father, mm-hmm. unless of his father. So because of this, Hagrid's a bit of a smothering, overprotective father. He's really worried about her safety and he's sort of oblivious to the fact that she shares some of his traits in this sort of neither really know the boundaries of safety. For Hagrid, it's his obvious love of all things monsters and for Alana, she's really into horticulture. She loves all things horticulture and as since she was a little girl. She loves learning about it, working on her sprawling garden behind the hut and mostly exploring the Forbidden Forest, an activity Hagrid doesn't really approve of due to the aforementioned concerns. Uh, This love of horticulture is strengthened when Alana shows no real fortitude for magic. She can cast spells, but for some reason they always go a little bit wrong and never really do what they're meant to. So Alana's somewhat 
a little bit rebellious against Hagrid because of his overprotectiveness and his fear of their sort of giant nature. She wants to know more about her giant heritage. She wants to find out if they're more than just savage brutes, in part because of her adorable Uncle Grop, who, while lacking Alana's intelligence, is kind and gentle for the most part. Aww. Yeah. All this is brought to a head when they hear word of giants appearing in the world again. They've been sighted at various spots around the globe and all seem to be converging towards northern Finland. Grawp, likewise, seems to feel the pull to the point where Hagrid locks him up for fear of him hurting someone because he's sort of wandering off in the middle of the night and just happily destroying houses as he walks towards this unknown pool. So he's still pretty wild. He's still, I mean, yeah, he's, he's similar to where we left him at the end. Yeah. You know, like, I think the final scene we had was, like, patting Hagrid on the head while he's wearing a tux at Dumbledore's funeral. Cool. Not cool for Not cool, death, but, but, you know. but yeah. Well, I don't really care. I don't like Dumbledore. Uh, no, I thought <laughs> yeah. If anyone in the room would be yeah. like, yeah, Dumbledore's dead, that's cool. That's Can we relive cool. that moment? Yeah. <laughs> so are... can he, like, he couldn't really talk much, could he? He was... Oh, like he was no, not he was like not overly full much. On giant. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like Hermie. He was like the runt of the giant litter. Exactly. Mm. So, and he did have. He yeah. sort of had like a softer side that Hagrid brought out of him. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, look, and in in this state, he's just when, a big clumsy thing. He's clumsy, right? He's a bit yeah. thick. Yeah. And yeah. because there's this weird thing drawing him to Finland, Hagrid's like, well, better lock him up. He's gonna hurt someone. Okay. Uh, Alana doesn't approve of this. Uh, she loves her uncle and thinks it's a bit cruel. And is desperate. she's more desperate to investigate, well, what's going on? Let's find out. It's a perfect chance to learn about her people, find, if, find out if she's destined to become as savage as them, if she's somehow going to turn into this other giant because she's got more giant in her. Uh, Hagrid won't lend her, wanting her instead to focus on her studies, something she sees pretty much as a waste of time. She's got no affinity for magic, and Hogwarts, despite all of its magic ongoings, kind of isn't really all that equipped for a giant. You know, the books are quite tiny, she can't fit behind the desks, and the bathroom situation is a bit of a nightmare. Uh, just a little bit. It has a little bit. And because of this, she's she's a bit of an outcast. She's sort of a bit bullied. She does have one friend at school, Macy, a fearless young witch who's something of an oddball. And um, she's an, she also is an outcast like Alana. Anyway, one day, Clara Malfoy, a distant cousin of the Malfoy family, somewhere in their horrible progeny, he, she exists. <laughs> and she often is the one who picks on Alana. Mother on this fucking Malfoy. Uh, they're just... Uh, yeah. Anyway, on this particular day, she's picking on her to, for failing to master a simple transfiguration spell that is meant to turn a lizard into a garden gnome. Alana goes into a bit of a rage and destroys a section of the school that contains some sort of Dumbledorean artifact slash shrine. <laughs> Comment from Carney? <laughs> no, I was just going to be like, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hagrid punishes his daughter for the action to which she retorts, maybe I'm just too giant for you, father. Maybe you should lock me up as well. There's some real, oh, some real teenage oh, angst going on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All caps. All caps. <laughs> oh, poor uh, He's trying yeah, the I'm best a, he yeah. can. Yeah, he, look, he's a single dad. He's overprotective. Dumbledore was his damn hero. You know, he's worried about his daughter going savage. I'm on Hagrid's side all the way. <laughs> well, that night, a defiant Alana frees her uncle and with Avaninka and Macy, the four start a journey towards Finland. They travel via Portkey, one that Alana and Macy have illegally made, to the outskirts of Finland. Something goes wrong, however, thanks to Alana's faulty magic, and they end up miles from where they thought they were going to be. Alana pulls out a Find Me map, which is basically a magical equivalent to a GPS, <laughs> uh, which says they should be in an empty clearing. Instead, they're right in the middle of a goblin village. The goblins quickly swarm over them, and not even Grop can free himself from their many tiny hands. <laughs> they arrest the gang and lock them deep in a cell deep underground. After Grop ties himself, trying to break down the cell door and failing, the cell is strangely giant-appropriate, Ovaninka casually slides her leafy tail into the lock. 
at first we think, oh, she's going to pick the lock, right? Like, yeah, he's going to do some sneaky little thing. But instead, the tail slowly grows and hardens and swells until it bursts the lock from the inside, kind of like nature growing in fast forward. Cool. The gang break out but still have to escape from underground. They run through tunnels until Alana comes to the realisation that they're actually in the ruins of an incredibly old giant city. Giant being both four giants and giant <laughs> in size. Yep. Uh, in one of the rooms, she finds a huge giant-sized book. Again, that, that's what I said, stands true. Uh, which turns out to be a diary written by a giant from well before the first Wizarding War. This seemingly impossibility proves to her that there were once giants like her, intelligent ones who had control of their savage nature. Our heroes don't have time to read it, however, as it's at this point that the Goblin Guards catch up with them. Yep. They run, as you would. As they twist and turn through various tunnels, they eventually find themselves in a secret goblin silver mine, explaining the secrecy and overreaction of the goblins, who are pretty desperate for humans not to once again take over their mind. Unfortunately, all the goblin miners see them, and they too take up the chase. They race upwards until Alana sees a crack in a wall with sunlight coming through. With a yell of, Grawp, charge! She and Grawp smash through the wall and out into the daylight. Alana sort of making the note, oh, being the giant does have some benefits. Macy climbs on Grop's shoulders and now able to run at full speed across the open ground, they quickly lose the goblins. As they travel, Alana reads her diary she found in the ruins of the giant city. She learns that it dates back to a time before human recorded history, when, to her surprise and wonder, all giants were actually intellectual. The diary belonged to their leader, Magister Fenelope, who speaks of a battle against an enemy warlord, a giant by the name of Burgreasy, who was basically like the Voldemort of his time. Or he, he should not be named. They travel to the edge of a giant woods, <laughs> which Alana's map tells them is the Wily Woods. This is more sinister than the Forbidden Forest and a place that has a reputation for danger and turmoil. This ain't your grandmother's magical woods. This is, <laughs> this is some proper dark shit. Alana, confident in her horticulture skills, as though that's going to get her through, is unfazed by this and is, leads the gang happily through as their destination lies on the other side. It isn't long until she's regretting that decision. The woods are corrupted in some way. Not in a sickly dying sort of way, but in everything has turned evil kind of way. The trees themselves seem foreboding and deadly. It's sort of darker than it should be. Plants snatch out at them, shoot spurs and drip noxious smelling liquid. The birds' calls are harsh and ominous and the insects are large and many. Also, the further they go into the woods, the sicker of an Inca seems to become. The few trees and shrubs Alana can identify with all her knowledge are in the do not approach, touch or even look at category. Despite this fact, her curiosity, the opportunity to study them, causes Alana to want to take a closer look. She is her father's daughter, especially when she finds a plant thought to be extinct. It's a very small type of very rare shrub with stunning emerald flowers that Alana knows has some extreme healing attributes. She goes to pick some, and as she does, the seemingly dead tree behind it unfolds itself to reveal it is a huge brown praying mantis. It hooks Alana in one of its claws and Grawp quickly attacks, but its thorax is too tough. Macy pulls out her wand and uses a spell to slice off the mantis's arm. They flee, but they are now at a rush through one of the most dangerous places in the world and have to dodge the woods' many oncoming obstacles as they go. Macy continues to blast spells back at the giant mantis, but most deflect off its tough exoskeleton, at best slightly slowing it down. Alana tries to do the same, but as usual, the spells escape her wand and are mostly defective. They run past a horrible-looking bog and Grawp slips in and gets his leg stuck and can't get it out. They all tug on him as the mantis gets closer and closer, and Macy again comes to the rescue. She blasts one spell down at Grawp's leg, which dries up the mud around it, then another at the mantis. The second spell misses, flying over the shoulder of the mantis. Thanks to the first spell, though, Grawp manages to wrench his leg out of the bog, but they are now cornered between it and the approaching mantis. The gang seem doomed. 
But just as the mantis looms over them, a glowing blue bull, Macy's Patronus and second spell, charges into the mantis from behind and knocks it into the middle of the bog. The mantis thrashes as the bog slowly envelops it. They seem clear of the immediate danger, but are now somewhere in the heart of the woods and the cabbage cat is getting sicker and sicker. Do people typically use Patronus against things other than Dementors? Well, you can. They they are used for things other than replaying Dementors, like communication and that sort of stuff. So I guess they can. Like how Snape used them and stuff. They physically. Can they? Like if it ran a Dementus. I mean, they do do anything. They do seem quite, like, corporeal, so I suppose. I wonder if it's, like, if it's just, like, a a bad creature that Mm. it works. Yeah, look, this is the part where I didn't research. <laughs> so, I'm just going to go with it. Even like the mantis would just see it and be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, a blue ball? Right. <laughs> what shape was it? What, what animal? It was a bull. Should have bull. Good. She's, yeah. a, she's a feisty lass. I figured bull was the way to it's go. Yeah, bull Patronus. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I'll allow cool. it. Yeah. Thank you, Ed Goose. Much um, appreciated. What if like be, would it be like a thing maybe at the start of like Hagrid's always talking to her about magical creatures and she's mm. never really listening and he talks about a mantis or maybe how like you can repel them or yeah, something. Yeah, that's a good one. Maybe that uh, foreshadowing in, in there. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Depends though if you want like her to be learning this sort of stuff. Like what sort of role do you want Hagrid to have at the start? Is he like oppressing her and being like, forget about the giants, focus on magic, focus on school? Pretty much. That's how I yeah. see it. Yeah. He's, he's all about the magical learning because yeah. partially he's kind of like that dad thing, you know, the tradie dad wants their kid to go to uni. He yeah. sort of didn't have the best right. education. He wants that for her despite the fact she's not the best. I also it. feel like any lesson learned from Hagrid should be kind of like accidental. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he doesn't know that he's like teaching wisdom. Right. Happens. Yeah. Oh, bless him. All right, cool. So the mantis. So the mantis is done, yep. but they're stuck in the middle of the woods. So they continue on. Alana carries the now very sick of an Inca, and everyone is on high alert for other nasty surprises. Then they enter a new section of the woods that seems different to the rest. Somehow dangerous, but not as sinister, a bit brighter, a bit more colourful. And the plants have odd fruits on them. Some look like jack-in-the-boxes, other look like bouncy balls, some that seem to ooze silly putty. Then Macy's the first to suddenly get caught in a trap, an enormous slinky. Then Grawp gets stuck to a really huge version of one of those green sticky hands. Then finally, Alana and Ovaninka get caught in a yo-yo that whirls around them and ties them up. A dark figure approaches as they all struggle to free themselves. The figure rises up, turns his face to them and is revealed to be George Weasley, who asks, what are you lot doing out here? Once he's freed them, he takes them back to a cottage he has nearby and explains that he started farming toys when he realised he could use magic to grow the products he needed for his shop at a much lower cost. (laughs) He tells them he chose these woods because it would allow him to grow the plants illegally without having to purchase real estate, <laughs> expecting that no one would ever find them because who would enter these very dangerous woods? <laughs> they tell him of their quest and he offers to see them through the woods to the giant's camp. George also goes on to say that it's probably the woods that are affecting of an Inca due to their infectious, sinister nature and that once they leave, she should start to get better. As they travel, Alana reads more from the diary and learns that Bergrisi was doing some kind of evil magic on other giants back in the day. He would perform spells that would make the other giants his slaves as well as cause them to become more savage, brutal and stupid and pretty much the giants we know today. In return, he would become more bigger and powerful when he would cast these spells. So powerful, in fact, he had wiped out most of the giant population so there's only 50 or so intelligent giants left. Penelope speaks of a plan to stop Bergrisi, one that would trap him but would also cause a few remaining giants to be sacrificed in the attempt. The diary, however, stops there and doesn't explain the details of the plan or what the result was, as presumably it worked, but Penelope gave up her life and it's working. Kind of reminds me of Warcraft. You know, the guy... How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen Warcraft. 
you know how I can't remember his name, but when you seen it, dark wizard guy. Yeah, but Gul'dan. he was basically yeah. yeah. Every time he did, it, he got stronger and stronger. Mm. Yeah. Look, I'm yeah. I'm stealing a lot of fantasy tropes here. Like I'm hitting. I'm hitting pretty much all of them. Just by the time we're done, they're Just all going to be warning, If you are going to steal fantasy tropes, steal them from somewhere better than <laughs> Warcraft. Oh, well, I haven't even seen Warcraft. I'm sure they stole it from, from others in the past yeah. and just didn't do quite as good And they job. made it terrible. Yeah. <laughs> nah, good film. Yeah. Solid. <laughs> Solid movie. Two tickets and a Blu-ray, please. <laughs> all right. So George leads them safely out of the woods and to an enormous hill. And it's at this hill that all the other giants seem to be gathering. Alana approaches some of the giants who have made camp there, but they all seem dazed and unresponsive. Gorp too has started to enter this state and the gang decide to make their camp elsewhere, away from the other giants until they can figure out what's going on. Dragon Gorp with them. They enter a strand of huge bulbous baboa trees, like the ones you sort of maybe have seen in Africa photos, mm-hmm. those real big roundy ones, yeah, mm-hmm. and decide to make camp under them. That night as Alana sleeps under the branches of the baboas, she dreams in first person as Fenelope. She sees around her the moment of the casting of the spell against Bergrisi. The 50 giants left stand in front of him, who can only be described as a giant, giant. He's far bigger than even the biggest giant there. And all of them have wands pointed to him with the spell blasting forward. Chains of dirt encircle Bergrisi, which he battles fiercely, but that are slowly bringing him down. We watch as the chains expand to cover him with dirt, which ends up him being completely covered in a very familiar looking hill, one that they're camped not too far from. As the spell ends, Alana as Fenelope looks down to see her feet disappear into the ground and a woody growth climb up her legs. The wood rushes up over her whole body, turning our point of view to black. Alana gasps awake with the knowledge of what has happened and someone also standing over her. She jumps up, ready to fight until she sees it's her father, and he's brought Fluffy, the three-headed dog, with him, (laughs) as well as a dozen or so human witches and wizards. Alana tries to explain the situation, but he just wants to get her home as quickly as possible and out of harm's way. Just then, the ground starts to rumble. The gang all wake up and look to the hill, which is shaking and convulsing as though something is trying to break out of it. All the giants have surrounded it, including Grawp, and are making some kind of deep, horrible howling sound. The hill cracks open, and Bergrisi breaks free. He roars celebration to the night sky. George, Macy, and the other witches and wizards leap into action, throwing spells at Bergrisi. Hagrid tries to defend Alana, stopping her from taking part in the action. You need to go get help, he tries to yell, to get her away from there. Then another idea hits Alana and she starts smashing at one of the baboa trees. Hagrid thinks she's gone mad, as if the giant side of her is taking over. She tells him to trust her and just help her smash the tree. It seems insane, but she's so sincere that he does so. Together, they smash through it and pull out one of the trapped ancient giants from inside. Naturally, it's Majesty of Fenelope. Physically, she seems fine, but is in a comatose and unresponsive state. As Hagrid, Fluffy and Ovenenka tear through the rest of the trees, Alana sets to brewing a tea from the emerald plant she took from the wily woods. Meanwhile, George, Macy and the rest of the wizards and witches are doing an excellent job of keeping Bergrisi busy. That is, until he turns from them and roars out towards the still howling giants. They stop their howls and turn to face the small human contingent. They quickly turn to defend themselves against the crazed giants that seem sure to run over them. That's when Hagrid, Fluffy and Ovenenka charge into the fray. Alana, meanwhile, has finished brewing her tea and is pouring a few small drops of it into each of the mouths of the now freed ancient giants. They slowly start to wake. The first is Majesty of Fenelope, and Alana brings her up to speed when she sees a boulder being thrown by Bergrisi flying right toward them. Alana instinctively casts a spell, but as always is not perfect and so only clips the side of the boulder. It misses crashing into them, but hits Alana in the shoulder and breaks her wand. Hmm. No. Oh, yes, shit's getting real now. Fuck. 
Begreezy, no longer under attack by the witches and wizards who are fighting the giants, starts heading straight toward the ancient giants as Fenelope rallies them into order. Back on the battlefield, things aren't looking good. The witches and wizards battle on, but Macy's been knocked unconscious and is desperately being defended by George. Fluffy and Ovaninka continue to charge through the giants' ranks, but are beginning to tire, and Hagrid is stuck in a one-on-one fight with an out-of-his-mind grawl. The ancient giants launch a massive spell at Begreezy, but he throws one back and the two spells hit in the middle in a stalemate. Begreezy's spell seems to very slowly be gaining the advantage. Alana feels helpless. She picks up the broken pieces of her wand that were never much used to her anyway, even when they were together. Desperately, she throws them away and picks up a branch of one of the smashed up baboa trees. With a ferocious shout, she roars a spell up at Begreezy, one of the few spells she knows, the transfiguration spell that never worked for her in the past. Her magic flows out wide over Begreezy, encompassing him, and with a pop, he transmutes down into a small, very angry-looking garden gnome. Alana passes out, <laughs> spent. Did you say she used a branch? Is yeah, she... from the baboa tree. Uh, yeah. like a better magical... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, about to be all like... Oh, actually, Damon. <laughs> you can't, right, you can't so this is the part where you can feel very cut in. Magic tree, I will allow that. Okay, great. Uh, when so she Hagrid was fighting Grop, yeah, that yeah, broke well, my heart. fighting, but obviously he's, that's yeah. Yeah. I heard Ghost just whimper in the corner. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was. Oh. I feel like Grop would kick the shit out of him. He would, and Hagrid know, would I just try. If I'm terrified for Hagrid, how's Hagrid? <laughs> Hagrid would be like tr- sweet, noble Hagrid would yeah. always be like, no, yeah, he'd no, be no, like, no, no, don't hurt him, no, buddy, it's okay. And then we'll be trying to stop him without actually hurting him, knowing that he's sort of out of control. Hagrid can't hurt. What a battle! Oh, that's breaking my heart. He's probably got to speak to his heart. <laughs> Just break through the spell. Break through it or something. Yeah, the power of brotherly love, maybe. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So when Alana wakes, the regular giants are now freed of Bergreasy's spell and are making their way back to their homes all over the world. And Grop is happily hugging his brother once more himself. Macy has a bump on her head, but is otherwise okay, and everyone else miraculously came through the ordeal unscathed. Majesty of Fenelope tells Alana that she might be the most talented giant which she's ever met. Alana is shocked and tells her of how her magic never really worked. Fenelope explains that that's because she was always trying to perform human magic Mm -hmm. and and had an inadequate wand. Now that Alana's made peace with her giant side and has a wand appropriate to her, the magic should work fine. Alana asks the ancient giants what they will do now, and Fenelope explains that they plan to rebuild their home at the edge of the woods and will work on healing it out of from Begreezy's taint. George will stay with them for a while to help in the efforts, with the agreement that he can maintain his land and continue to grow his toys. <laughs> of course. Oh, of course. Fenelope offers for Alana to come and study with them once her time at Hogwarts is complete, which she happily accepts. Alana returns home to Hogwarts with Hagrid, Grawp, Ovaninka, and Macy. Once back, Clara Malfoy attempts to tease her <laughs> once more, but Alana, now more confident in herself, tells her to stop being so human, easily shutting her down. <laughs> Hagrid also admits his past mistakes and tells Alana that he'll trust her more from now on and not be so overprotective. And together, they place the small, angry-looking garden gnome into Alana's garden. Roll credits. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just want to get Hagrid one of those tree branch ones, just to see what he could do. Yeah, he's been using a bad. He's been using an umbrella one. Well, yeah, uh, until you clarified that it was like one of the magic trees bits. I was going to say what she should do is pick up Hagrid's umbrella and use oh, that. Oh yeah, because oh, that would yeah. be quite. That Quite a symbolic. That's the word. Mm, Taking off her father's. Yeah, not bad. Interesting. So with. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Greasy. Mm-hmm. How did he end up in the hill? Sorry. So the ancient... Uh, giants back in the day yeah. when they sacrificed themselves. That was a spell that caused him to sort of be entombed and then themselves also got entombed as a side oh, effect okay. of the spell. Can I just ask, because this is always a weird thing I get hung up on, hmm. where did you get the name? Uh, so for Bugrizi? Yeah. Yeah, they're in, so this is set in Finland, but in Iceland they've got this ancient law of four protectors yeah. overlooking Iceland. Yep. One of which is a giant called Bergrizi. Oh, cool. excellent. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. I think the other one, there's a dragon, a bull, and what's yeah. the other one? Uh, I do remember. Uh, no, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> there is another one. It's so a giants cool used to be smart. Well, that's your take. Yes. <laughs> In the Damien Robb version, sure. <laughs> now my mind wanders to like what happens when, because presumably now they're going to, uh, wait, have we got a few smart ones back now? So yeah, all those like the 50 odd ancient ones. They're back in it's action. Take some time. They're back in the game. It's going to take some years, but we're eventually going to get smart giants again. Mm. And when giants get smart, they go, we're more powerful than these <laughs> guys. And they're gonna, it's going to be like another wizarding <laughs> war all giant over Giant war. Well, you never know. You never know. Hey, part two. <gasps> it's coming, coming at you. Oh, man. I'm still like my head's still sort of Hagrid as a headmaster. Yeah, look, that was more for me. I wondered I love during the Hattie. pitch. Okay, because I thought you must have done it because- Sorry. Otherwise, Hagrid would be like, "I'll just come on the adventure with you." Right. Mm. Whereas if he's what headmaster, is Hagrid he's doing got responsibilities? Because I think it would be nice to have some scenes with Hagrid during sure. the adventure sure, back sure, at sure. the castle. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. Actually, and see his reaction to that. Plus, I think it would be nice if at the end of the film, Hagrid is sort of usurped. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Usurped. Like, <laughs> who's doing the usurping in this? Oh, I don't Scorpius know. Who is Malfoy? Yeah, so well, maybe, potion maybe, at the time. Well, maybe that's what he can bottom. be doing. He's torn, yeah, between, he's torn between his role at Hogwarts and rescuing his daughter, yeah. trying to maintain his, his seat there. And, of course, he picks his daughter picks and his daughter. he loses his headmaster gig, but yeah. he's okay because oh, he still gets to be he made the right caretaker. Yeah. Probably didn't even like being headmaster. No. Nah, he be wouldn't honest. be great yeah, at it. He, like he would be no. fucking terrible. <laughs> I feel like he wouldn't like it. That's probably a neat ending if Hagrid loses that job. Sure. But gets his daughter back. Yeah. It's kind of sweet. No. Oh. What was the movie called again? 
The Giant's Daughter. The Giant's Daughter. I like that title. That's a nice name. Mm-hmm. Also, I liked all the names for your characters. Oh, thank you very much. The, like, to be honest, Bergreasy was, I think, was the only one who actually had a reason behind it, so I'm yep. so glad you asked about that one. Yeah, I was just trying to go for the sort of J.K. Rowling-esque sound mm. to them. I hate choosing characters' names. It takes mm. forever. Yeah. It's also nice when you think of a good character name. Right. It just, like, fits, and you're like, yes. Yeah, or if you can find some mythical name and be like, I'm using that. That's mine now. (laughs) I'm wondering, like, what what could we have Hagrid doing while she's away? At what point does he realize she's gone? Well, surely he would realize pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. She's, like, hard to miss. Yeah. Because (laughs) then I guess if you have Hagrid, if you have scenes back at Hogwarts with Mm. Hagrid, you lose out on that sort of that reveal moment where he shows up. Right. True. But there's enough of those sort of little twists. I mean, you've yeah, got George Weasley things, yeah. showing up out of nowhere. I like George Weasley. Yeah. So in my head, George is the one who notified Hagrid as to where they were. Oh, good. Oh, that's yeah, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. But I don't think George is kind of would play it safer in his, in his, like, in his older years. I feel like he wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, here you guys, this is the danger. It's this yeah. way. I'll take you. He'd be like, no, I couldn't. Mm. But then you could have a scene with Hagrid's daughter being like, you know, I know your mum. I'll tell her you're growing <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah. And he'd be like, you wouldn't dare. There is a no point that Molly Weasley is not still terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> How old would she be? Wizards live for a long time. Mm. Yeah. Do they? Like, I know yeah. Dumbledore did. I feel like. Do they all? Like, is, yeah, there, is that like so. a general thing? Yeah, like, I think so, because they've got magic. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I've never heard of a That's just logic short. I don't Come know on, how right? it works, though. Like, I feel like wizards live to like about hunt. Like they can live to at least. I just assumed 100. it was just Dumbledore because he's got no. But there's that um that Weasley powers. great aunt who's like a hundred and ten, yeah, and exactly. she's still pretty like on the ball. Hmm. Uh, Dumbledore's brother as well. Yeah, but how old he? I mean, he can't be too much younger. Yeah, yeah. You would be a Weasley, Sean. You think so? <laughs> Undoubtable. Yeah. Hey, yeah. what house is uh, what house is she in? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd Hagrid's go Gryffindor. I would. Yeah. I would go Gryffindor as well. Yeah, I, think I think she has to be a Gryffindor. Gryffindor. You know, I've got a soft spot for Ravenclaw myself, mm-hmm. having deemed myself Ravenclaw, and then you the website yourself proving. Or oh, I deemed myself, and up. then oh, like, I like yeah, I guessed Potomac. Ravenclaw, yeah. and then yeah, sure is enough, the official Potomac quiz. Yes, it was indeed. So yeah, I don't think I've done the official. You haven't done the official one. You just said you're like the biggest Harry Potter fan. I am the best one, but I think I've ever done the official Potomac one. What the fuck? I must have done dozens of them. Have you always done the official one? Like you gotta sign up with an email address and takes forever. I've done it like a bunch of times, so I've had. Like keep creating new email addresses because <laughs> I'm never satisfied with what house they stick me in. It's out. Oh. What do you get? What do you? Um, I think first time I did, it, I got Hufflepuff. Oh, and then I had no a couple is... where it did like the hat stall thing where you get two, where it was like mm-hmm. I got Hufflepuff and stall. Slytherin, and I'm like, well, that's Ooh, just okay. fucked. That's <laughs> cheating. Yeah. That's bullshit. I've also got, I've got Slytherin before, and then recently I retook it after because I'd given up on it. And I was like, you know what? Fine, I'm a, fucking, I'm a Hufflepuff. I'll yeah. embrace it. Yeah, I took that, the, I took it again recently, and I got Gryffindor. So now I don't know what the fuck to play. Okay. All I know is I'm not smart because I'm never getting Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah. I've never got it. The majority of times I've done it, I've got Ravenclaw. Really? Mm. You piece of shit. Except recently I've started getting Slytherin more and more. Oh, okay. Well, that's Probably. telling. <laughs> I see that. You're turning more Slytherin hey. in your older age. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what did you get? You got Gryffindor. Uh, I was, yeah, I was a hat store though. Okay, between oh. and Hufflepuff, right? Hufflepuff and Gryffindor. Yeah. So I've, kind of, I've got 50-50 basically. Yeah. I find a hat stall for you said you had half Hufflepuff, half Slytherin. That's to me, they're the a, two that's a most weird far mix, apart, right? Yeah. What, what's I going feel on? Like you You've get got Hufflepuff internal... and Gryffindor. I feel like those two. Sort yeah, of Slytherin. Yes. Yeah. 
where you're Ravenclaw and Slytherin for me because Ravenclaw is like, what is it? You know, intelligence and sort of mm. ambition. Oh, it's not ambition, is it? Slytherin ambition? Slytherin is ambition. Yeah. Well, you've got Racism. intelligence with Ravenclaw and then like if you just take that a bit, if you push a Ravenclaw a little bit further, mm. they're a Slytherin. Yeah. Those sure. two go together. I and just don't get it. Don't, gets... J.K. Rowling, I, like something... I don't get how you've designed the Pottermore yeah. quiz. <laughs> Someone could get You know she's the one who's done the coding buff. for it to make it. No, but it. she came up with the questions and stuff, so, <laughs> sure, you know. Sure, she, she, you know, Maybe just know. something terrible. Some sort of big life event has to happen that will push you to either yeah. loving or hating. Yeah. You go from Hufflepuff to Slytherin. Like, what yeah. has I mean, to happen? There's some, there's the there's there's some internal conflict going on And you go, you know what? Hey, Cedric Diggory. Yeah, that he was the, a Hufflepuff, though. Yeah, but he was. in Cursed Child, what? he comes a Death Eater in Cursed Child. So. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember. What? 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 <laughs> he does. And yeah, also, remember? Peter Pettigrew was a Death Eater as well. Lines. He was a Gryffindor yeah. in his mm-hmm. high school years. Yeah, but I feel like they say with a Gryffindor, yeah. if you ask for it, you get in. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that he had to convince. Like, Peter, Peter Pettigrew would have seen all these mates get into it so, and be yeah. like, oh, please put me in Gryffindor. And they out, the sorting out was like, I don't give a shit about my responsibilities. Here you go. If he just That's, put him in Slytherin, everyone would have the point not been of friends the with him. Gone, oh, that is the sole responsibility. <laughs> sorting hat is a piece of shit. <laughs> Someone should pitch a movie about what a piece of shit the sorting hat is. He really fucks I'll, up. I'll is he like, just drunk the whole time? Like he doesn't care. He put, <laughs> like, oh my god. He's phoning it in. He's phoning. He's phoning, phoning in, in for years. years. I mean, I do it my job. I reckon back like in the day him. when he was a nice hat that wasn't all you know, ripped and torn and all but that. But he wasn't the first hat, was he? Because there was the first hat. I think there was a sorting hat previous. North, oh, I'll tell like, you what, he fucking killed that sorting hat. <laughs> <took over. laughs> <laughs> really, he took over. He must have mentioned that. No, in, I'm pretty like, sure it's the same hat. It's Gryffindor's hat, isn't it? Oh, it's a Godric Gryffindor's yeah, hat. Yeah, that's what I. Interesting. Oh, yeah, that's why the sword comes out of it. Why the fuck does it have a um, mouth and talk? Yeah, questioningly. It could be Ravenclaw's hat, maybe. It seems more I like a Ravenclaw thing. People's hats. Hmm. I almost know, but Godric Gryffindor only had like one main magical. Famous item, right? The sword. That was the sword. Yeah, that's true. If you're but a no, founder of Hogwarts, was the you only diadem get one. or whatever. Yeah. Thing, wasn't it? So it would have to be Hufflepuffs. No, Hufflepuff had the no, cup. No, she had the cup. And Slytherin had the massive locket and the snake. And Jesus, where the hell did the hat come from? I think it's just Dumbledore's hat. Like maybe we maybe that's what we need. We need an origin story. Origin story around the sorting hat. I feel like maybe the hat just got overworked. You know, at the start there was maybe five students per house, and then it bigger and The school just got bigger, and he's like, "I'm done with this." Yeah, because I imagine I imagine the sorting hat would have to do research on all the kids before they come. Like you know, like a football commentator has to know all the players to call and stuff. He knows that kid, and that kid sits down. He goes, "I already know what fucking house you're in." And then there was too many kids, and he just went, "I can't do this anymore." I think you just tell me what you want. You got it, which is weird. Why are they using them for that? If you put, you get that hat right. given to the Ministry Very of Magic. True. Anytime you find a dark wizard, plonk the hat on his head, take the hat off, put the hat on your head, and be like, "All right, what's this boy about?" Excellent. Yeah, because it, it reads minds. Is that the thing? I, I mean, it has to surely. Yeah. yeah, you've got this all-powerful hat. Stick it in a school. Oh, we'll put him into a little gang. It's a lot of fucked up what, shit. What else can we do with Hogwarts? Hogwarts? I mean, yeah. this is the a world. lot of stuff that wouldn't pass. Yeah, it's at a like normal <laughs> right. this world made Hagrid a headmaster. This is this is just justifying me in. putting Hagrid as headmaster. Yeah. I'm loving that. What other teachers are still there? Like Neville teaches herbology, right? Oh, yeah. he, I think he has to be. Yeah. So maybe Neville should be in the film then, because that's like her mm, okay. her subject, right? That she's into that. Oh, all she's that big stuff. into it. Yeah, Neville yeah, can yeah. be in the end fight as well. Everyone likes a bit of Neville. Oh, who doesn't like a bit of Neville? Especially now. Nagini. Have you oh, seen? Yeah, have you seen? Yeah, I've seen just, what he looks just like. Just yeah. chill. <laughs> it's, it's like, We've all seen <laughs> what he looks like. Stop objectifying. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. He's more than a piece of meat, probably. 
Does it seem like an interview with him? Is he just a moron? Is he just like, oh, <laughs> the plants and the biology. I hope so. <laughs> I look pretty. <laughs> He's like a human grop. <laughs> so, oh, that was my other thing. Like, right. okay, so. I just I wonder if like Grop should develop a little bit more sure. from when we met him last. Like yeah. I, I almost want him to have like actual conversations with her and stuff. Okay. Well, so I don't know if he's capable of that entirely. or you don't want that? No, I want Grop to be totally silent apart from like one maybe heartbreaking You scene. want him to be like a bit of a Groot. I want him to be a Groot. Mm. I want him to be a big dog. Yeah, I see him as a puppy. I can I actually really like that. Mm. Maybe you can just say something to her at the end. Okay. Something really Some simple touching, and like beautiful. in his groppy Neville Longbottom way. He should say something like, go home. I want to go home. Something like, like that, that, yeah. yeah. Or even like, it's I want to go home, I love you. Heart. Something like nice. And you just go, oh, we want <laughs> our We want our we are Groot Yeah, you want that. Moment. Yeah, you got sure. it. Yeah. Coming from yeah. our boy Groot. I want my heart to explode Okay. when Grop says like three words and you go, Grop, go home. Grop, go home. Grop, go home. Yeah, shit. And then he looks all sad and mopey and shit. Oh, break oh. everybody's heart. Or like Grop Miss Hagrid or something like that. Yeah. What does he call? He doesn't call him Hagrid though, does Hager. he? Hagger. Oh, sweet. I'd like to think that in the in the years between, he's got the name right. <laughs> like, Look, that's being ambitious, yeah. mate. All right. <laughs> Has he done anything? Like, fuck. <laughs> no, see, I, I see him as a big puppy. He's a big puppy yeah. dog. No, that's you know. good, yeah. And that's why even why I attract my bit about him having proper sentences and conversations. That's just dumb. Right. He can be yeah. super eloquent. And- <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> drinking like from a He gets very philosophical. Like, yeah. Sure. Having high Get stuck in the, the book. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is a fine mess we've gotten ourselves into. It's <laughs> not <laughs> like Ray Fines to voice him, but like <laughs> Ray Fines to Grand Budapest Hotel. Like just yes, that vibe. That defined <laughs> British accent. Yeah, now we're on actors. Yeah. Any actors in your head? Oh, look, I'm always terrible at casting, especially for younger ones, because really, I mean, Hagrid has to stay the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, good. Good. He's yeah. right. Robbie Coltrane. Yeah. Robbie Coltrane, yeah. that's our yeah. guy. Yeah. It's so funny seeing him, like, not as Hagrid. Like, when you watch, uh, what was he in? He's in Goldeneye. He's in a couple of the James Bond movies. He's in Goldeneye, yeah. Yeah. and I think one other. He had the one after that, which I watched show. the other night, and I was like, Why? Oh, my God, Hagrid. No, I was just mm. like, I came Why on, and I was you? like, I just checked, I just checked it out. There was one scene where he's in it, and I think he gets shot or something. <laughs> but I was like, no, Hagrid. Oh. I think um, without yeah, the beard, yeah, he's... Yeah, he's very different. He's he? a mess without that yeah. beard. I don't know what I'm looking at. Um, luckily, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, bring back um, Neville, if he's, you know... Sure. If he's capable of putting Matthew sentences Lewis, together. Matthew I don't know Lewis. that guy's. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Lewis, cool. Um, thankfully, Dumbledore's dead. We don't need him. Okay, just chill uh, out. <laughs> just, are there scenes, because Hagrid is a headmaster. Right. Are there, like in his little, in Hagrid's hut, has he moved some of the headmaster portraits out to his hut? Oh, I, I would Does like that. Does he have that. conversations with them? Like yeah. maybe that's how you bring Look, Dumbledore back He's got to have Dumbledore above him. Yeah. Right, above his bed at night. Yeah. <laughs> just chatting away to his boy yeah. Dumbledore. Yeah. Is Fang still around? Ooh. Oh, I should have. See, I went with Fluffy. I should have gone with Fang. He should have no, been bringing Fang. Fang can't possibly. Yeah, Fang can't have alive. the same effect. Effect, yeah. 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 I think bring Fang, but I brought Fang and then Fang's like, yeah, sure. Actually, like Fang's pups. Yeah. And they're all like Fang. Oh, that'd be good, actually. Yeah. And then they all just lie down and do nothing. They're really menacing and then the fight starts. You can have another really cute scene in the big celebration where big, massive dog Fluffy is playing with all the little normal-sized dogs, but they're all just dogs and having a great time. Yeah, I do like that. Oh, that's sweet. And and Grop's in there too. (laughs) But just like patting them too aggressively. (laughs) Grop would love Fluffy. 
Yeah, yeah really would. Fluffy must be perfect. Yeah. And yeah. there's Hagrid on the side. Yeah, that's good. Gentle, gentle grow. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's good. I do like um like him having Dumbledore's portrait above his bed or mm. something like that. Mm. He can be like Nightfang and then Night Professor Dumbledore's <laughs> Dumbledore, sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's how you could get Fluffy in as Gwarp's dog. So Hagrid yeah. turns oh, up with yeah. Fang's yeah. like uh Fang's pups, Fang's yeah. offspring. Mm. And they're doing that bit. And later on in the fight, Gwarp's like Wait, wait, I brought your dog, mate. <laughs> and then he ends up Fluffy and Gwarp, yeah. who's still kinda of crazy, is like does he, yeah, does he yeah, come out nice. of this spell for a second? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's great. Mm. So but what yeah, do they do with Fluffy after Chamber? No, actually, they, I, I did read up on this, and they they do take Fluffy back to Greece. I think it was. Is that where yeah. it's from? So well, yeah, yeah it's he's like a, a, myth. He's a, he's a Greek myth. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe Hagrid asks, maybe maybe that can be part of the flashback. Hagrid stops off in Greece, picks up Fluffy, and goes on his merry way. But I didn't really have any explanation for that. I'm like, oh, I was in Greece. We'll, we'll go with it anyway. But was that ever in the books? They were like, ah, oh, we sent it back to Greece. Right. I have no idea. I don't have a son. I seem to sort of remember some one-sentence thing from Dumbledore's being like, hey, we chuffed them back. Yeah. Mm. Basically, he's not at Hogwarts anymore. Yeah. yeah. yeah we got like, rid of the large kind of beast. Right. From like, the cellars of the school, the high school. They can just like, apparate, right? Like, on a Hagrid camp, but like, you know, yeah. one of his wizard Well, he's got like, yeah. He's got I'll, the whole teaching staff, right? Yeah, well, I wanted, yeah, bring I wanted to have... into the end fight as well. Bring yeah, Neville back. Okay. And, who else I... is teaching there? Like, McGonagall's probably dead, right? <laughs> no, I no, think it's still going. No, 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 no. If Hagrid's headmaster, McGonagall surely must have died. It depends how far. There's no way that she's not headmaster. I don't know. You could have, if she's retired. Just like yeah. she gets the phone call, she's strapping on the armor. She's ready to go back into battle. It depends that's, how that's far cool. ahead it is, though, because Cursed Child was nineteen years, right? We're yeah. gonna go so parachuting out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> go much further than nineteen years ahead, would you? Like how old's Hagrid? I feel like he was like fifty, sixty. This yeah. could actually predate Cursed Child. Either. Yeah, it probably would. I'd say. Mm. Look, I've read Cursed he, Child. Maybe no. McGonagall's off on some. Thing and Hagrid's like filling in as headmaster. Temporary headmaster. Okay, yeah, headmaster. And he's terrible at it. He hates yeah. better. Yeah. He's on long service leave. Long right. service and leave. then he bails then, on the post she, anyway. Show up at the end though, just pack yeah. it and be like, just, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I love McGonagall. Yeah, Gosh, she's good. Someone I see her as a Rambo like, McGonagall origin story, kind of like um, Agent Carter. Or oh something yeah. Like that. Oh, that's fucking great. That would be actually on Pottermore. There's like a bit of backstory about her, like her husband. Yeah, like she got married and the husband died like three days later. She married a Muggle and like did something illegal, like exposed the Wizarding World. And then he oh, really? Some, she's well, such and a then he got murdered. I don't think he got murdered. I think he just cocked it. Okay. And it just oh, no, I think actually heart. I read. Wasn't it like he got bitten by like. Yeah, he got bitten by a, a like plant. Oh. It just like died. Oh, but I'll tell you what, you do the movie and it's like it's, it's like the ministry have sent the plant to him and killed him. And then ooh, years later, <laughs> McGonagall, who's <laughs> she, now she like 100, is like, oh, she figures it out and then yeah. she takes on the ministry. Oh. That's why she's left Hogwarts. Yeah. And now Hagrid's head. Well, maybe instead of an origin story, you, can have, you can have like a, a red story. You know, the movie Red. Yeah. How he's mm. like the older. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Have her come out of retirement ready yeah. to bust some balls. Yeah. Her and Molly Weasley team up. Oh, or something. Yeah. Hagrid, that's it. Hagrid can have trouble finding help because he's been such a lousy headmaster that all the parents of the school hate him. Mm. All the, the other staff in the school, like some of them may kind of like him, but they recognize he's not great to work with. Yeah. And they're too busy trying to put out all the fires that have cropped up since his time as headmaster. Mm. So Hagrid has to go outside of the school to find old friends like McGonagall or elderly, <sighs> super elderly Flitwick, I guess. <laughs> oh, Flitwick. Flitwick. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Who else is there? Like, who who was left? Sprout, but she's gone because Longbottom's there. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's superseded her. Trelawney. Trelawney, yeah. Oh, what'd she do, though? She, <laughs> Pretty useless. Know. He could try just, like, <laughs> she's just, just throwing, like, cups of tea for people yeah. and yeah. like, freaking out. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> Sinestra, I think. Was Who the was that? that? She was the astro- astronomy, astronomy oh, yeah. professor. <laughs> that oh, professor, so no one gives a fuck about. Professor, we had one class with her. Yeah, in Professor Bin. Yeah. He did history. Oh, he's, he's the ghost. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty useless. Can those ghosts like? How far can they go? Like, can Nilly Headless Nick leave Hogwarts? Don't look at me, man. I have no idea. That's right. I just, I'm just curious. I well, when they no had idea. the uh, ghost day party. Yes. Yeah. Is it death day party? It's the death yeah. day party. Is that outside of Hogwarts? No, no it's, it's in Hogwarts, Hogwarts, but it has a whole bunch of extra ghosts. Ghosts show from outside up. of Hogwarts come in. Interesting. So I guess they can be. I wonder if it's regulated. Places. Like you've got to like apply to the ministry and be like, I'm going to be traveling to here. Mm. Like, all right, <laughs> rubber stamp. You can and like there. moaning Myrtle, didn't she originally when she became a ghost? She started haunting. Um, the chick who bullied her all the time, and That's then right. that and then chick got a rest- restraining order against her, and so she had to go back to Hogwarts. <laughs> of course. So they can leave. I don't know why that matters. Maybe they come and help out the end fight. I don't know. It always bothers me. I was thinking this the other day that Hermione, I'm not sure if this is in the book, but it's in the film, where she mm. says to him, Why do they call you nearly headless? And it's like, Hermione, you read a history of magic. Right. <laughs> Hogwarts, a history, sorry. You would also, fucking know that. You like, know. Nearly headless. How yeah. can you be nearly <laughs> headless? Like they should have given that question to Ron. Right, or, you know, that's a Ron question for sure. Dean Thomas, give him something to do. Neville, Neville. The yeah. head's hanging off on the side. Neville still asks. Yeah. <laughs> he still wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> uh, I don't mind Neville. No, nah, he's, he's a bit of fun. Luna. Hey. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm always surprised that Luna and Neville didn't get married. Yeah. A lot of people are really mad about fan. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He marries Hannah Abbott, I yep. think. Okay. So I she have was, no idea who that yeah. is. She was like the She's first one who got sorted, yeah. I think. She was right. present. Yeah, she, she, was, she, was, she was there. She was there. Was the name in I the think book. she was in Dumbledore's army. Yeah, she was. Okay. She would be an old bat in a bar at the end of her life being like, I was. I saw all the great things. I went yeah. to school with Harry <laughs> yeah, Potter, yeah. don't you know? <laughs> Actually, I think she own, ends up owning the Leaky Cauldron. That's right. She does. does she? Yeah. Yeah. So she would be at the She's bar. running so she the bar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's but, still drunk, but she's running the thing. Well, then if she's married to Neville, like, does she does she live in Hogwarts then? Or does she live, I don't think spouses live there. Or does she live in Hogsmeade? Well, but does he, Neville then, at the end of the school day, go, oh, I mean, and he, does he go out to Hogsmeade? Where, where do the teachers live? They all live at the school. teachers live at the school. Yeah. They stay so at the school. They do, have, they do have houses. I never thought outside. this. None yeah, of those teachers, none of them have partners. It's like, what a lonely life, what? teaching a bunch of bratty kids. <laughs> it's true. That what is, the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I figure they've just all got people waiting for them in Hogsmeade. Yeah, Hogsmeade, no. <laughs> Get out there on the. I'll get out there on the weekend. We're just we're snowed under, marking papers. It's terrible. I mean, they can leave because they all have the fireplaces that are connected to the flu network, and that's how McGonagall gets back from her house. Oh yeah, because you can use the flu network, and I'm thinking yeah. like you can't apparate in Hogwarts, but yeah, I guess you can use flu powder. Because I, I yeah, believe McGonagall lives right. somewhere in like Scotland in a little castle, I imagine. With her own like whiskey distillery in the back of it somewhere. Imagine her walking down a hall and going, and like bagpipes kicking. (laughs) Be very Monica the Glen. (laughs) (laughs) But that's so depressing. Like, but I guess you could. That yeah. I guess it's just a place where sad people go. It's such a because what you do with single people (laughs) over thirty. Teacher life, man. It's rough. You don't get taught any maths or science or English. (laughs) You just get taught magic by sad, lonely spinsters. Oh man, Hannah Abbott must live. Is it Hannah? Yeah. Yeah. She must live in Hogwarts. How are they married? But she runs the Leaky Cauldron. So yeah, she. Oh man. I mean, you get instantaneous travel. It's not like any. That's true. It's not going to be any different to like you know going away to work for the day than coming mm. back to your 
apps. Yeah. Instead of catching the train, they just. I think Neville uses a flu powder and he stays at le- above yeah. in the room above the leaky cauldron. Yeah. That's Neville's home base, I think. <laughs> he's having, he's I having drinks with I the students on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst thing because that's like the only place to drink as well, other than Aberforth's creepy pub. And the three broomsticks. Yeah. You have to be like, oh, let's go to Linky Cauldron for a pint. We can't go there. Why? Uh, Longbottom's going to be there. I haven't handed in my plant thing that I'm meant to do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get drunk with the teacher. I just graduated Hogwarts. I don't want to see him. He's going to tell us how he could have been the chosen one again. Uh, Wait. I have completely... Did you say Linky Cauldron? Yeah. yeah, I was thinking Hogsmeade. That's no, three no, it's in Diagon Alley. She lives in fucking Diagon Alley. Yeah. I thought she was just saying. down the road in Hogsmeade. Again, no. instantaneous travel. Yeah, right. but you know, <laughs> you're getting very fixated on this, dude. Shit. <laughs> Why leaky cauldron? Get your hands on the on the three broomsticks. No, How but I think Hogsmeade is like a small town. Like it's only got the school, and then yeah. who else is in there for business? Diagon Alley is pumping, mate. It's the yeah. place to be. Yeah, I mean, it's you go there in London. You go there on Saturday night. Alley would have some killer nightclubs. Oh yeah. You get the shit kicked out of you. I, I mean, I wouldn't even get into those. You have like, That's how cool I'd, they are. I'd line up for three hours and yeah. still not get it. I'd call it they have troll yeah. bouncers. Yes. <laughs> the best. <laughs> they have troll bouncers. Oh, oh yeah. they yeah. definitely would. <sighs> Maybe that's what Grob can be doing. He can be a bouncer at a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, like, keep him closer. He can work in Hogsmeade or something. All right, well, what's, what's he doing, though? I don't know, like a bouncer at the three rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, very different well, from my was, idea. What well was Aberforth's um, pub called? Aberforth's probably dead. Uh, no, actually, no, he's probably still alive. No. Because, like, if Dumbledore hadn't been killed, he'd probably still be alive. I mean, he was If he didn't old. get his hand cursed as well, that whole business, because he's a clumsy dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think you're the only person who would call Dumbledore a clumsy dickhead. He's a little bit clumsy. Like, he should have known. Did he try, didn't he try the ring on? Yeah, what I think it's like the, the magic of the <laughs> What an idiot. <laughs> that Dumbledore oh ain't too clever. Nah, he's not too bright. No. He's, mm, I've got some, yeah, I've got some real, got some real issues. got some real issues with Dumbledore. I'll talk to my therapist about it, to be honest. <laughs> Just hit up JK on, on Twitter. I feel like she would tweet me back. I think she would. Man, she's pretty she, active She on loves Twitter. Twitter. I remember when she first joined Twitter, like two years would go by and she'd do one tweet. Yeah, now she's like yeah, now, all over it. all the time. Every time I go on it, it's like J.K. Rowling responded like, to somebody uh, or retweeted. J.K., can you stop tweeting me already? I yeah. get it. Like, like move on. on. I don't care. I don't care how successful she's a bit you are. Keen. She's a bit yeah, She's keen. super keen. She's a backup. She's copping a lot of hate at the moment because she's into like, she's, I don't know, tweeting about politics or something and everyone's yeah. just trashing her. Yeah, and look, unless it's magical politics, I'm not yeah. that interested. Yeah, keep, and even then, I'm not yeah. that interested. Now that would be... <laughs> oh, okay, let's get... Aaron Sorkin on the phone. Just thinking like oh, a West Wing like him. magic style. That'd West cool. Wing Ministry of Magic. Yeah. Oh, mate. Okay, yeah, that, that's going to be that. that's gonna yeah. key. Well, yeah, fuck my idea. Let's yeah. go <laughs> no, I like your idea. Do both. Do both. All right. And we'll get to that next week. Yeah. But for now, I've been Tom. I've been Sean. I've been Damien. I've been Elise. And if you have any Harry Potter ideas that you'd like us to tackle, uh, get in contact with us via email at sanspensradio at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Sans Pants Radio or get up in our grill in our, on our individual Twitters. I ran out of breath halfway through that. <laughs> I couldn't do it. You battled on. Well done. <laughs> Where can we find you, mate? You can find me at Tom Edgus. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at AT Elise. It's never not going to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye. If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com.